Is it possible to make completely original content that draws no inspiration from anything else? I don't know, but what we know even less about is what it will really be like when we send humans to Mars. Welcome to episode 5 of Alternative Jargon. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. How's everyone doing out there? Hopefully good. Um, It's been a little while. And I am not going to make any kind of statement about any sort of regular podcast schedule um, because I think every single episode I've ever made of this podcast, I either start it off or I finish it by saying, oh, well, you know, I think I'm going to start a regular schedule. Let's do a weekly show. Let's do bi-weekly, tri-weekly, um, you know. Don't even get me started on quad weekly. So it's been, well, I'm recording this uh, June 30th, which means it'll probably actually release in about five months. But um, if we go from today, it's been over, it's been four and a half months. So by the time this comes out, it'll probably be about five months since the last episode. But nonetheless, We're here, we're doing it, it's episode 5. Now today we've got some really fun topics to discuss. Um, Honestly, the main reason why I guess I haven't um, made podcasts in a while is one, because it's, it does take more time than you think, and I I had a really uh, really busy um, semester um, in college. But, you know, it's really hard to think of stuff to talk about, and uh, I thought about um, having other people on to talk about stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. It's just a fun little thing to do. So, today we're going to talk about original content, and we're going to talk about life on Mars. So, what is original content exactly? Oh, by the way, before we actually dive into the topics, I'd like to talk about the um, upgraded budget of the show. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, um, which, by the way, that's the best place to watch the show. It's got high-quality video. It's got pictures that will um, pop up on the screen of things that I'm talking about. Um, if you really want to get the full experience, I highly recommend you watch on YouTube. It's also, um, you know, if you want to leave comments, crap like that, um, for the five people that will watch this, have a discussion in the comments. Um, so, upgraded camera, new camera. Uh, we got a new camera, new tripod. Um, that's very exciting. Very exciting upgrades to the show. So go watch on YouTube. But, um, what is original content? Now, original content, in my opinion, is... Uh, you know, content that um, I would say draws almost no inspiration from anything else done before. And if it does draw inspiration from stuff done before, whether it be movies or TV or art or music, it puts its own twist on it uh, so that it's not just the same thing. Um, And the question really is, 
um, today's day and age, is it possible to make completely original content that draws no inspiration from anything but the creator's own thoughts? Is that possible? Now, basically everything that's made in the realm of media or literature or anything else um, draws inspiration from something else. You think about um, drawing inspiration from past content, um, you think about movies or songs, um, you know, drawing inspiration from past content for a movie would be a sequel or a reboot. Um, drawing inspiration from past content for songs would be sampling a song. Um, another thing that um, can draw a lot of inspiration for people, religion, um, whether you're religious or not. Um, so many metaphors in movies, so many metaphors in literature about religion. Um, it seems like, you know, every other classic movie where there's um, an underlying heavy theme has something to do with religion or moral purpose or some, some kind of philosophical thing. Um, so, you know, is your story... Um, drawing inspiration from a religious or moral perspective. Uh, life experience, um, that includes others. Uh, when I wrote this down on my notes, I was thinking about like, you know, the first thing that came to mind with life experience and inspiration was, um, I would say Star Wars, as dumb as it sounds, but in the original uh, Star Wars trilogy, you know, the evil empire, seems original and then you realize oh hey these guys are just nazis they look like nazis they talk like nazis um they're basically space nazis so you know that's a life experience um that not a lot of people today went through but world war ii obviously um and then nature is another thing that um you can draw inspiration from so like i said this day and age it's even harder to um sort of have, I guess you'd call it organic inspiration, just because everything is so saturated. I mean, everyone has their own show. Um, there's a million TV channels to choose from. There's YouTube, there's TikTok, all the social media. I mean, it's so redundant to say, oh, there's so much stuff being put out. There's, you know, 800,000 minutes of YouTube uploaded or video uploaded to YouTube every other second, whatever the statistic is. Um, but seriously, I mean, how do you, um, expect to have a successful career, I guess, in the media industry today? Like, how do you separate yourself? It's really harder than ever. Um, I mean, you can, uh, go to school, get an internship and settle into a, you know, a TV news role. There's a million jobs to do in media, you know, you can write for the local newspaper, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But in terms of, okay, I want to, I want to get out there and, you know, really make something interesting. How do you do that? And it's tough. And it's the cool thing about it is, is that now that it's so hard to innovate and to separate yourself in media, uh, you're really seeing people's creativity, um, come to life a lot more. And you're seeing so much stuff that you never would have even thought about. 
um, that people make and really cool, um, innovative ways to create new media or different media, which is cool, but definitely is harder than ever. Uh, like for example, when I was thinking about talking about this topic for the podcast, I was like, well, someone's probably already talked about that. You know, why should I do that? If it's, you know, that's another thing that, um, is tough. I'm a media major in college and like, I love to make stuff. I love to make videos and stuff like that. Obviously I'm doing a podcast for fun right now, but it, it's really hard to like, you'll, I'll be like brainstorming an idea for something like a video, a podcast topic, and then I'll be scrolling through TikTok and I will see somebody talking about the exact thing or making the exact type of video that I wanted to do. And it just, um, it sucks because it's like, okay, do I even have a single original thought about stuff to do, stuff to make? Um, Because, you know, you put something out there these days and you'll get a hundred comments that say, oh, so-and-so did this. Oh, you copied so-and-so. Oh, you know, post-credit. And it's like, okay, I did not know that. Um, you know, how do you come up with something original when there's so many people doing so much stuff? So, you know, I have a lot of ideas in my head, like stuff I want to do and make. Uh, for this, uh, my past semester at college, I had to make a 30-minute uh, short film, um, and everyone in my class, you had to do it all by yourself. You had to write a whole script. You had to film everything, edit everything. Um, it was a huge project. Um, 30 minutes is a lot longer than you think, but um, where was I going with that? Yeah, like I, um, I really enjoyed making that, and I would really enjoy making other stuff, but it really just stunts my like creativity, I guess, when it feels like everything I would try to do has already either been done or is in the process of being done by somebody who would probably do it better than me. Um, so yeah, it is tough, but, um, another thing is like in movies, think about like some of the biggest plot twists you've ever seen in a movie. Um, it's so difficult to like shock an audience it is so hard to like legitimately make someone like like to stun somebody nowadays. Everything's been done already. Okay. You want to talk about, oh, 20 years ago at the end of your movie, you say, oh, it was all a dream. The audience would have loaded their pants. Okay. Okay. Theater five would need automatic cleanup immediately because the theater would implode, all right? You put it was all a dream at the end. Oh, his alarm goes off two and a half hours into the movie. Oh, wake up, go to school. Oh, crap, everything was a dream. All right, would have caught everyone off guard. Nowadays, that's like a joke to say, oh, you know, it was all a dream. That is a complete joke nowadays to use that ending. And if you use that nowadays... Um, everyone watching whatever it was would probably just take a big 
a huge um, disappointed sigh and probably want a refund for their ticket if it was a movie. Um, so how do you how do you make a plot twist nowadays? I mean, how do you do it? It is so hard. Everything's been done. Um, I think about it like fashion too, like fashion. I mean, we've done everything. What is there left to do? Okay, at this point, when was the last time there was an era of fashion that was actually original? And I guess by fashion, I mean your everyday, like, someone walking down the street in New York City, American, you know? Um, when was the last time we had a unique thing? Okay, for the longest time, the late 19th, early 20th century, um, all the dudes were wearing suits, all the women were wearing dresses, stuff like that. And then the 20th century really um, changed everything. Um, you think about 60s fashion, 70s fashion, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And then I feel like you get to like the 2010s and stuff starts to just recycle. Um, I'm not like a, uh, I don't have a subscription to Vogue. I don't know fashion like that or anything, but, um, I can't think offhand of anything fashionable from the last 10 years. That wasn't just something that was done before that got recirculated into the trends. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've reached a point where everything's been done, I guess. Um, Vsauce made an interesting video a long time ago, but it's still a video I think about a lot in regards to this topic about um, if we will ever run out of new music. Um, and in the video he talks about, you know, it seems like there should be an infinite amount of new music to make. I mean, you can use the hundreds of thousands of words in every language uh, for the lyrics, and you can use um, all these different beats and all these different tempos to the song. Um, but technically, the amount of music that could ever be made is not an infinite number. You know, at some point, um, now this is just completely hypothetical, but at some point you would technically run out of music to make because um, humans can only hear a certain range of tones and stuff like that that he talks about. So yeah, at some point, every single beat with every single instrument would be done with every single lyric. Um, and the question is, um, could that ever happen to things like movies or TV or anything else? I mean, how many mask singing, lip syncing shows do we have now? Okay. How many times can we you know, put Nick Cannon in a big costume and have him sing something. How many times can we bring the washed-up NFL players and washed-up sitcom stars and bring them on stage and interview them about something from 30 years ago or have them do Dancing with the Stars? I mean, when do we run out of stuff to do? It's exhausting very exhausting when do we just say all right let's just shut the whole industry down for a few years before we can have someone write something original um so 
you know, that's just something to think about. Do we just give up? Do we just stop making stuff? What do we do? I don't know. Um, going back to the whole music thing, you've got, uh, you know, sampling, stuff like that. Um, that's definitely true in, um, in TV and art and stuff like that, you know. And I'd like to mention art a lot in this too. I'll get to art in a little bit. Um, but mainly talking about TV and movies um, with the whole how do you shock your audience thing. But, and I mean, going back to YouTube and stuff, how many YouTube channels produce videos that are like almost the same? Think about it. How many YouTube channels make content or make videos that are like nothing else on the entire platform. Okay, you look up you look up iPhone whatever number review or iPhone unboxing or whatever. You're going to have like 3 million videos pop up from, you know, thousands of different channels. Um what else is there to really do? Um, and I can't really name offhand a channel that comes to my mind that makes stuff that no one else does, not to an exact degree. Um, and this is just one of those things where, um, by definition, original content, like completely original content is stuff that draws no inspiration from anything, but that's basically impossible. And I'll get to that in a minute. But with YouTube, one of the examples I have is like Casey Neistat. Now, if you don't know Casey Neistat, um, he technically still is a YouTuber, I guess. But he was a really big vlogging YouTuber back in like 2015 through 2017. Um, now, vlogging is something that made that was um, got really popular around that time in the 2010s and there were thousands upon thousands of people doing it but Casey Neistat did it in a way that no one had really seen before he made it look like a movie um edited in a really unique way it was really fun to watch um usually vlogging was someone walking around holding a camera doing generic stuff or doing something fun but I never really found him that fun to watch because like I don't know like, unless it's something really cool that you're doing, like, I don't really care what you did today. I don't want to see you walk to Starbucks and order a coffee and then, like, walk around with it. I don't know. That's what a lot of it was, I feel like. But Casey Neistat really um, did it different, um, made it really good. If you haven't heard of him, go check out his videos. Um, in my opinion, they're some of the most rewatchable videos on YouTube. Um, always fun to watch. But... Um, now that is somebody who sort of, um, I would say revolutionized what it means to vlog, I guess. Um, and with that being said, if you go by the dictionary definition of original content, he still was not making original content. Um, so, and that's like a super, like supercharged OCD version of original content when I say that. Obviously, he was making, like, original stuff. It's not like he was copying anybody. But what I mean is, like, 
he was vlogging and so were thousands of other people, he was still using the exact same like medium as everyone else. Um, and for that reason, it's technically not original content. Now, I have a theory when it comes to this supercharged OCD version of the term original content, meaning that you draw no inspiration from anything. And that theory deals with modern art. Now, by modern art, I mean the stuff where it's like a couple of shapes on a canvas or something, and it sells for like $30 million. Now, is that money laundering? Probably. But I think there's also a lot of these modern artist people where they, um, they're going for stuff that's so abstract um, that it turns out to be just like shapes or generic colors on a, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing. Um, and my theory about that type of art is that these artists are trying so hard to create organic original content, supercharged OCD organic content, um, be it, that's not based in anything ever done before that they end up with generic shapes and boring canvases. Um, now, think about all the art that was done previously, like the most famous artists like um, Leonardo da Vinci, stuff like that. A lot of that stuff was like inspired by religion and inspired by whatever was going on during that time period. And that art is like looked upon um, as like the holy grail of art. And I think today it's like, okay, well, all that stuff has been, din been done by all those people, you know, hundreds of years ago. And so now people are just like, all right, what can I do to make something that no one's made before? Literally no one. I can't do portraits of famous people. Um, you know, those creepy ones where the eyes follow you and Scooby-Doo. I can't do a big scene of a battlefield that's been done. I can't do anything religious that's been done. So what do they do? They look for something completely original, completely no inspiration from anything else but themselves, and they end up with shapes on a canvas. That's my theory. Um... And I've, I've kind of gone through the process of wanting to make something so original uh, because I don't like to steal stuff from other people and I like to, like, I guess, do things on my own as much as I can. And then it's like, well, you're just, you're just stagnant. You have nothing to do. Um, whenever you make stuff, you have to draw inspiration from somewhere or you get nowhere because everything's been done already. Um... But yeah, I really, um, I like things that have little to no tie to previously done things. I really like movies that are standalone stories, not sequels, not part of a series, not a reboot, you know, movies that are one story in one movie and you watch it for two hours and it's done. Um, I really like, uh, like Christopher Nolan because aside from like the Dark Knight trilogy, all his movies are like their own story. You don't need to watch, you know, 8,000 hours of Disney Plus to like get caught up on who's in the multiverse and who died and came back to life by Thanos and then 
came back and then died again and then went to another unit. Like, come on. Come on, dude. Um, don't get me started on, like, the MCU, dude. I could rant about that crap all day. But, um, you know, I like songs and stuff that are not sampled from other music. Like, those songs are fun. The sampled songs, I love them. But it's also cool, like, you know, do something new that hasn't been done yet. Let me hear that stuff, too. That's cool. Um, or make it so not sounding like the original song that I don't even realize it's sampled. Um, whichever, you know? Um, but, you know, these things that are completely original are hard to produce and, I guess, hard to really please people. Um, every, you know, everyone probably thinks that that modern um, art, that super abstract stuff is dumb. So, you know, you need some kind of inspiration. But, yeah, that's my theory about modern art. Um, I think, and I'm not trying to, um, you know, throw shade at all these artists because I understand if this is, if my theory was correct, um, you know, I understand where they're coming from. They want to be completely set free from the work of others and they want to create something on their own organically. Um, but that's almost impossible without making something completely generic and boring. But if you want to, like, modern money, that's a good way to go. Um, but that will about wrap up the original content section of this show. Um, I would like to transition into talking about life on Mars. Now, life on Mars, once thought to be, you know, every five-year-old's dream, they say, oh, someday we'll live on Mars, you know. Um, people in the 50s when they were watching, you know, Sputnik go up in the sky were probably like, wow, someday, you know, we'll go to Mars. It's crazy. Um, and now that it's actually here, people are not as happy about it as we may have once thought they would be. Life on Mars and the idea and the plan to go there by an unnamed richest man in the world, um, it's a lot more controversial than you would think it would be. Um, you know, let's go freaking land a rocket on another planet. How cool is that? Um, but, you know, it's received a lot of backlash. A lot of people saying that it shouldn't be the highest priority. But in any case, this is not a discussion about that today. Um, I think one thing that has been completely, completely overlooked about this whole plan to land on Mars and to set up shop there is will the people who inevitably live on Mars become extremely different than the people who currently live on Earth? And this question stems from the theory, I guess, um, that humans are, obviously humans are native to Earth. Um, according to like 99% of people, don't Mormons think that we came from another planet? Is that Mormons? I'm intrigued. I need to know this. 
I think it's Mormons. I don't know. I could be completely slandering Mormons um, and what their views are, but I thought it was Mormons that believe that humans like originally lived on another planet. I don't know. I don't have many viewers in Utah, so we should be good. Um, but um, obviously, humans originated on Earth. And would humans be the same humans if... Um, they lived on another planet for a few generations. How would people adapt and evolve to live on a planet with basically no water or plants, with a different temperature, different setting, different everything? Um, and I feel like that would almost be like an experiment, not one that I would want to be a part of. Um, so, you know... Would people who live on Mars be able to actually relate to Earth humans after a few generations? Because think about it. The first people that would fly to Mars would know everything there is to know about Earth. And they'd go to Mars, they'd settle down, and they'd say, all right, here we are. Those people would have kids on Mars. Those kids would only ever know Mars. How weird is that? I mean... That's one you got to wrap your head around because it's so weird to think that literally everything that's ever happened has happened on Earth. Like everything, every single war, every single person, every single religious view is all right here. There's never been another place we've lived, you know. Um, and what would it be like for those people to live on another planet? Um you know, does living on Earth make humans what they are? And would living on another planet eventually change people's physical characteristics, their morals, their values, and their thought processes? How much, not only physically, I, okay, I think obviously people would physically change after living on Mars for a few generations or a few hundred or a few thousand years, because look at humans. Um, you know, um, people have, um, different skin tones based on how close to the equator they are and the climate. People have different heights based on where they live. Um, there's all this weird genetic stuff that goes on and changes people physically just because of where they're located. So obviously, People on Mars would eventually be physically different than people on Earth. But would that also change the way they think? There's, you know, not as... Is there even oxygen on Mars? I don't know. But, like, it's a completely different atmospheric makeup of gases. There's no plants. Like, there's no... There's nothing there. It's a rock, you know? So how much of... Like, would those people just go crazy? Would they go crazy? Would they realize, hey, I'm on a big rock. This is not my real home. And how, if that did happen, how long would that take? Would the first generation of people that settled down there eventually just go wacko? Because I feel like people on Mars are going to go wacko. I, if you tell me that people on Mars are just going to settle down and be happy, I don't believe you. 
Okay, I'm not opposed to going to Mars. I think it's cool. You know, let's go to Mars, whatever. I'm pretty neutral on it. But if you want to convince me that there's going to be no negative downsides to people living on Mars, I think you're full of crap. Because I think, honestly, that like, I don't think those people are going to function right. I think they're going to go insane. I think something crazy is going to happen um, if we do eventually settle down on Mars. But, um, you know, how would they not be depressed? Like, there's nothing to do on Mars. There's nothing to do. I don't care if you set up your little community of futuristic-looking domes with a Tesla logo on it, whatever. Um, Like, there's nothing there. What do you do? You wake up, eat your rations, go to the, like, interplanetary fitness center, uh, listen to Joe Rogan, and then go to sleep? What would people do on Mars? You'd have to be so depressed. What, what do you do? What do you do on Mars? I don't know. Um, and the other thing I think about is what type of person would ever actually want to live on Mars? Who, want, who wants to go to Mars? I, you couldn't pay me $10 billion to go to Mars. And why would you? Because what's, what's that money going to do you there? All right, until Amazon Prime can launch rockets to Mars for same-day shipping, your money means nothing there. I mean, how are they going to get people together who actually want to go to Mars? Now, obviously, there's people that are just, I don't know. I don't want to call them weird. I don't want to call them crazy. But I can't put myself in the shoes of saying, you know what, I'm going to sign up to go to Mars. Leave everything behind. You know, leave my home leave my family, leave, you're never coming back. You will never walk down the street of your town. You'll never do anything earthly ever again. I don't know why you would want to go to Mars, you know? How depressing would the the rocket ride to Mars be? All right, as the, you know, the Earth looms, um smaller and smaller in the distance it slowly becomes a white orb and then you crash into a big rock and you know your starlink and your brain goes off and mr musk tells you to start breaking out the equipment to set up your camp i mean what who in their right mind would want to do that man i don't know i do not know um but, you know, I think that's intriguing to think about. And I think that's something that's completely overlooked. All right, we've had the Mars rover. Yeah, it sings happy birthday to, to itself. And yeah, it's alone. How depressing. But it's a robot. All right, what human is actually, actually going to want to live on Mars? And how long would it last before they get super depressed and don't want to live on Mars anymore? And realize, you know what? I can't go to Starbucks now. I am on Mars. There is no Domino's pizza here. All those uh, McPoints I saved up in my McDonald's app can't even get me a Big Mac out here. How long would it take? I don't know. But 
I do know how long this took. We're at the 37 minute mark around there somewhere. So I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed uh, making it. Um, I love delving into these topics. Um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you watched on YouTube in the new uh, high quality camera. Not in 4K. I can't shoot 4K. We just did a 1080p because I don't want my file size to be, you know, 15 terabytes. So hope that's acceptable. But I really appreciate everyone who listened. I hope you enjoyed. Um, Send me a comment if you uh, liked it. Let me know if you think people could live on Mars. You know, I love when people listen to my podcast and then text me about um, the topics because that's really cool. Half the reason I make this is just because I like to um, have conversations. So, anyway, <clears throat> hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next episode.